I say this a lot where, you know, who can understand and who can understand the white kid getting into hip hop, the black kid who's into fucking rock and metal. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, straight up. Who can, right. who can relate? Who, you, you don't have anybody who can relate to you better. What's up, y'all? Harcos here with KP with the Money Making Sense podcast. How the hell y'all doing here today? Coming in for another episode. And uh, me and KP were just talking a little bit before, uh, trying to see, you know, like saying what's up and everything like that. Because me and him chat back and forth, but he's in Washington State. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. And I'm here in Indiana. So we're in totally different time zones damn near on the other side of the planet from each other if you think Pretty about much. it like like yeah if you think about it like united states wise like we're basically like you guys are up while we're asleep and vice versa type of shit so it's almost like you being on the other side of the planet but um three hours ahead yeah you guys right. three hours ahead so and but i grew up in yeah. plus growing up in detroit you know what i'm saying growing mm. up born and raised in detroit i'm like I totally understand. So it's like, so yeah. it's just like, it's one of the things that's like, it's just get that it's later. Like I was explaining there, it's just, you know, it gets later in the day or like we wake up the latest during, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Like, oh, and that's why I said, I thought that was crazy, man. I sent you a text message at like nine o'clock this morning, double checking. We were still be good to record today. And that have been six o'clock your time. You text me back like five minutes later. I'm like, yo, this guy's awake. I slept <laughs> in a little bit and he's awake at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I get. I'm pretty. I'm. I am a morning person. Just to, just because. Yeah. So just let everybody know that I am definitely a morning person. So, hey, it's all good. But okay. uh, yeah, like he he was coming up with a topic or whatever, and I started getting my juices flowing. So we went ahead and uh, uh, hit record on here today. So go ahead and uh, start off, KP. What was that? What was the the topic you were wanting to talk about here today? You were talking about uh, one of your artists. Um, you were talking to them. Oh, just. One of the things I've we've gone through is that he, uh, one of my artists want to take want to take time off, right? Kind of hope because things are going on in, in in life. Life, pretty much, life is getting is getting in the way, right? And the thing is, when I hear when I hear an artist say that, the question I ask is, are you are you just are you giving are you Taking time off to re-energize, are you taking time off to re-strategize, or are you taking the time off to gradually give up? Right. Yeah. Are you are you accepting defeat or are you having to adjust fire, basically? Right. Yeah. No, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I see that a lot with people too, you know? And mm -hmm. and I think that it's a kind of a mix between between both of them, you know, cause some people like myself, you know, like mm -hmm. I said in the last episode, I took two years off. I had a podcast that I was doing, you know, once or twice a week for four years. Sometimes it was more you know, like three times a week or whatever. It just varied, right. but, um, I was doing it for four, for four years, a couple years of that. I was, um, live on, uh, internet radio stations while I was doing it throwing up on the podcast and then I was also doing my own music as well too mm -hmm. and then doing like the networking and shit like that for all of that right you know and then I took two years off I didn't expect it to be two years but I took some time off to get my education right and then now I came back and hitting the ground running and I still have problems where life gets in the way 
you know, like for instance, the beginning of this year, I was like, all right, I, I got enough music ready to go that hasn't been released yet that I've been working on over the last couple of years. It's like whenever I get in the mood, but I got enough music I can do, I can release, you know, one music video a month and chop the content up and create some other special content for it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and just stay steady the whole year and everything. And I can book it up. Like I was saying before, I have a strategy where, you know, you try to work six months at a time. And so right. if you can, if you can come up with as many months as possible, come up with it and then schedule it on all the socials to post, you know, once a month that specific, you know, and you just keep scheduling it out and you can schedule it out as many months as possible. Then right. you don't have to sit there and be like, Oh shit, it's been almost four weeks since I posted a music video and I still got this video that I need to shoot or I need to finish editing it or, or whatever the situation, I still need to get mix and master on the, on the, on the track, or I need to, you know, let, redo my vocals real quick or whatever the situation is, right. you know, if you have it six months in advance, yeah, you still need to keep yourself to a deadline, but you're not at the front facing deadline. You're at a, you're at a back end facing deadline, exactly. you know, because you still have, you know, three, four, five more months already scheduled content out there at least for like the main content right you still have that out there but you can focus coming back and i had a few months i didn't have six i I almost had six and i was working on getting my six but then life got in the way i had to start working a lot more and stuff like that at my regular job and so i had enough for like three or four months and then my life didn't get any easier you know i got more congested and so i went like one one and a half months without posting any new um music related content but what i did in the meantime instead of posting new music i just took some clips some of my old stuff and just kind of rehashed it out and at least try to make one or two posts a week Right on my socials to kind of keep it going, you know, mm-hmm. and whereas I didn't post any new music videos or drop any new music or anything like that, because I was still working on things in the background and I had my work to do and everything. I still got it done. And so like that is totally different. That's perfectly acceptable. You know, if you got to take, you know, you think it's only going to be like a couple months ends up being six months to a year that you're taking off because you're working on things. And yeah, you know, you may have laziness, you may get interrupted with your vices and stuff like that, you know, like we all do. Fuck, I did. But that's a total difference between accepting defeat and just kind of bowing out slowly, which I've I've seen people do. And it's and it's tragic. But at the same time, it kind of speaks to their personality right you and know here's the, you're, and you're right and here's the thing i want to say because just hearing what you were saying like and, and what was running through my mind is throughout that when you're doing that when you're when you're wanting to take time off if you will right i'm looking at that footage if you are doing something if you are like on the grind if you will right and, and i'm speaking for artists number one Unless you have that type of personality, like let's say you have uh, the weekend or Sampha type of personality, or maybe King Diamond. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back and right. go back, right? But if you have that, okay, that's one thing. But in today's age, as an artist, as a musician in a band or or, or musician, you have the you have the privilege and the 
and the um what's the what's the uh, word the obligation no not obligation but you have the um opportunity you have the opportunity yeah you have the opportunity to to really utilize BTS footage behind the scenes footage right if you're going through that grind hey take some pictures of yourself getting it in right and you sitting at your keyboard you were you working on a you working on your guitar you working on your raps put that put that on the goddamn put that on there so they can schedule the content Drop yeah, it well, two days like you got you drop drop it two drop two posts. Okay, you just schedule it. So then you don't get because here's the thing: what artists don't realize is that your relativity on social media, if you're trying to really get your music out there like that, your relativity is every goddamn thing. And you do not want to keep me, you don't want to be a hit or miss. And I know that from experience. And the thing is that what's crazy is that I don't have the nine to five that everybody, that, that a lot of guys out here have, okay? But understanding that I want to succeed at this, I have to take it as, I have to take it as a job. Absolutely. I have to take it as, a, if I want to make a career out of being a music marketer or a podcaster or an entrepreneur, you got to take it as a job. Just like the thing is, and I want people to understand this too, artists, because we're going to speak on real, we're speaking on real life here, right? If you do have a job, if you got a job, you got a nine to five or swing or, or a graveyard, you know, shift or whatever, okay? The opportunities to treat your your nine your your job as if you are running your own label. You know that when you got you know that there are managers, bosses, supervisors out there who are very supportive of seeing employees who do good and they're out there trying to get get their own business started. Here's why, and I want everybody to really keep this game on it. Keep game on this, okay? You think about McDonald's. Now, this, this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this question, Chris. What uh, is the thing that Chris, what, that that McDonald's? What is the one thing that they said the the owner when he when he started McDonald's? What did he say? He said that they are not. It's not about the burgers. What was it about? It's about the the, the employees, the people that work there. Nope. What did he say? It was about real estate. He oh, yeah, because they're the a real estate company. Yeah, He's yeah, in the yeah. business of real estate. Right, yeah, because they're a real estate company. Yeah, and they own more real estate and like that. Like, yeah, I, I know the statistics with that. Yeah, that, that makes exactly. sense. See, so when you got it, so guys, so, so artists, when you look at your brand, look at your yourself in your in the situation where you are in daily life, okay? I want you to think about a song. From Miss Dolly Parton. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. What did she tell us? Okay. Speak on this some more. Um, what's another uh good uh good song? Um Unemployment's at a record high. People coming, <laughs> people going, people want to die. Don't 
ask me because I don't know why, but it's like that, and that's the way it is. Right? Yeah. Speak on it. Exactly. Music is love, right? So when you are out there, I'm gonna check, check, check on this. Florilla, La Russell, okay? They use their jobs like they're not, they, they use their job, they're not a fives like they were on the label. Yep. Glorilla would be in the dag on drive-through. She's right. She's the, she was able to flow for people because people knew who she was and she was able to talk to them and kick it and just and just be relative to them. How many times have you walked through a gun? You've had a conversation. Help. Maybe stop and have a, a little cute little gay little white dude up there doing a little body yada 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 yada. Little white boy getting in on it. Why? Because he works. He yes, he works. Yes, he does. But guess what? He still loves music. And Absolutely. that's the thing people don't think about the fact that you got a job and you know how you you're engaging with people. If you're a good employee and your your boss is loving you, guess what that guess what that boss is gonna do or the supervisor? They're gonna back you up. Absolutely. If you have a boss go to your damn show. Don't tell me that they have it when you that employee. When you that worker, you be busting your ass at your job. That employee, that that boss is gonna come see you play. Absolutely. And and then that's the thing is that you if you show that, hey, you know, yeah, I do a good job here at my job, but my real passion lays over here and they're going to see that. But but if you're a shit ass employee and then you tell them, hey, what's up? They're going to be like, oh, you're a shit employee. Why would I want to go see your shit music? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because because the quality of the the quality of your character is defined across everything that you do. And even if you don't give a fuck about what you're doing for your nine to five or whatever you want to call it, even if you don't give a fuck about it, you still need to do as good as possible to try to maximize your income and everything like that. That way, whenever you get out of work, you can do what you got to do, you know? But see, that's the thing is, is that everybody's got a different life situation. It is what it is. But that some people have their life basically handed for them. And that from an artist's perspective, though, right? Like, you got just, just from the just you gotta really think about it from that artist's perspective. Like, it's not, let's not, and let's not look at, let's not look at like privilege or let's not look at all those things. Let's not look at those factors. What I'm saying is that I'm talking about if you have a nine to five and you feel like you, or you feel like if you, or you say you lose your job, say something went down when you lose your job, right? So you want to take that time off as an artist. You want to take it, to, but you start thinking, think, and I want you to think of, of this too, where there's a, other factors in, like they want to they want to take time off from their, if they got, they paid for mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. They'll want to take time off of that, right? And it's like, no, you don't need to take time off of your mentorship. This is where your mentorship can really help you. Yeah, because you if you're starting somebody, to feel you stuck God, or exactly. whatever, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's like now, if they did not, whether they, I don't care if they've been rich, poor, you know, middle class, it doesn't matter. 
The right. thing is that when you get into this business, none of that really, none of that, your your class, your classes, that doesn't matter. It's whether or not, are you willing, what are you willing to do in order to blow, in order to make your music career a career? Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I was and I was kind of saying it based off of that, whereas mm -hmm. it comes with with work ethic and motivation, where if they're used to having everything just handed to them, even if they're dirt poor. Right. If they're used, if they're still living, you know, off of somebody else, even though they're a grown ass adult type of thing, whether it's poor situation, middle class, upper class, it doesn't matter if you don't have that motivation where you're like, I'm going to go get what I want. I'm not going to steal it, but I'm going to work and get what I need to get. And I'm going to do whatever is necessary. You know, you're working long ass hours. And then after you get off work, you're you're on the computer trying to educate yourself on how to do something. Like I remember when I started my podcast back in 2017, I didn't know how to edit video. Right. Mm -hmm. And But I had a video aspect of it. And I was working all day at my regular job and I was coming home, hanging out with the family for a little bit and everything like that. When kids went to bed, then I came in here on my computer and I was, you know, learning how to edit and doing practicing and stuff like that. And there was so many times, so many times that the the person I was with at that time, she would come in and wake me up two, three o'clock in the morning. I'd be asleep on my desk, like my head on my desk asleep. And she'd be like, Hey, you need to get up and go to bed. You got to get up and go to work here in like five hours, you know, right. stuff like that. That's, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. And that's exactly what KP's talking about as well, too. You know, you don't have to not kill just, yourself, but, not, but you got to get it. You know, right. you got to, you got to put that effort in. And whenever things like he was saying, if you got a mentorship or you got somebody who's an unofficial mentor or something like that, and, and you're going and talking to them, oh, I'm thinking about just quitting. Like why, why you need to come up to them and be like, Hey, instead of saying, oh, I feel like I'm quitting because I'm going to quit music or I'm going to quit because you know, or I'm going to take time off. That, right, that, yeah, yeah, that, just take time that off. That is that very word. It's those words right there. That yep. just, when I hear those, I'm like, okay, you're, you're, no, no, you're telling me basically you're, you're, you're on a path of giving up, and I'm not buying that. And yeah. what I'm saying is this. Well, you, I do get where you're coming from, yeah. Right. Uh, more of where I'm at, here's where I'm more, to just be a little bit more specific of where I'm coming from. It's when you lose that job. Right. When you lose that job and then you get to that point of, well, you know what? I need to take time off from music because I need to be able to take care of my family. I understand that. But yeah. here's my thing. You're using them as an excuse and you're using the fact that you lost your job as an excuse. Absolutely. That's the, I mean, and I'm sorry to say it like that to people who are watching this and may know and know me and Probably will be like, damn, this nigga gonna put me out. No, it's not like that. What I'm saying is, is that it's one of those things where you get like when you get it's like when tough when when tough when shit gets tough, you're gonna be basically like, oh well, let me just take time off from the thing that I have the most passion about. Because what we start doing is that we start thinking like that's the problem. Oh well, you know I'm putting too much in this music and it's not making me no money and it's not doing this that and the other right. So I need to go. I need to take time off or take a time away from the music so then I can go get a so I can find another job. All the, dude, okay, that to me that's that is an excuse. Absolutely, I that's agree. That's what I mean by like you know no, bro. 
You don't need to be trying to take time off. You don't need to be running away from it. You need to be really focusing on the things that you really need to do in order for you to succeed within your music career. And yep. that's what I had said. One of the things, you know, maybe if you listen to what your people and what people are saying to you or read your comments, you will see, okay, maybe that's it, mm -hmm. right? Instead of just being like, well, I'm just going to take time off and things like that. Okay, so what are you going to do within that time? What are you going to do within that time? Right. Because now you just now you're gonna now you're gonna just miss you're gonna miss your class you're gonna stop doing the courses you're just gonna pretty much and that's what happens it's a pattern I've seen it happen when they lose that interest you know musicians when musicians and artists and, and I mean and I'm talking like photographers anybody who has that passion especially that that talented artistic passion excuse me for that when they lose when you start seeing it when they're losing. You yep. slowly start seeing just their attitude towards towards certain things. Their 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 livelihood changes. Their attitude changes. They start going through these motions, and you start seeing them. You start seeing these certain emotions. You start seeing the mixed emotions. You start seeing the, well, am I really happy doing this, or am I in my in my happy place, or these things? Like it's always has to be like this for for them. It's like the mute being a being a business, taking it apart as a business, that's just way too much. And for oh, for those of us who are who have that, it's like, okay, you take music too seriously. Because I want this shit to be my career. I mean, rather if I play or if I'm doing a podcast on it, or if I'm running a company, doing music marketing, running a label, yes, I want to be a part of music. I love this shit. Right. And then and but but when I see other I see other artists, they will they will totally go uh they will totally go a different direction and not stay in the music department and not stay in the music business. They won't right. even look at the they won't look at okay, well maybe okay, I'm you know, I'm I'm getting a little tired of being on stage. Well, maybe I want to teach. Maybe I wanted to, you know, teach some guitar. Maybe I could teach, you know, start teaching guitar. Go on YouTube, start running a YouTube channel, start doing guitar education, doing music history, or setting up where you're talking about the politics of music. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so right. many things that you can do. And I just feel like a lot of artists, they get to that point, like I said, when they hear that, when you hear that word, when you hear those words, I'm going to take some time off. That's to me. You're setting yourself up for you're setting yourself up for give for failure, and giving up and, and giving up. Yeah, Rarely absolutely. Do you see them straight. Rarely do you see them say, "You know what? I'm going to take some time off from." I'm gonna, when they say, "Well, it's not." Oh, I'm going to take some time off from social media. That's another one that they say too. Yeah. I'm going to get away from social media. I'm going to do no. Don't schedule the content. Put up behind the scenes footage, but you're goddamn. But still, you need to punch the fear in the face and record. Right. Well, and see, the thing is, too, is that you can take a break from scrolling social media right. and still and still and still post and ghost. See, that's the thing is that people will say that I I hear people say that as well too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to take a break from social media, man. It's just too much drama. It's too much nonsense. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so I tell them, I'm like, well, stop fucking scrolling then. <laughs> 
you know, stop, <laughs> stop fucking scrolling. Just go on there, post and ghost. Anytime you have a thought in your head or whatever, or if you're just like, like, so what I do is like, I rarely scroll through social media. I used to be big on that and I had to take myself completely off of social media for a while and then come back to it and in, in, in increments because I would, I got addicted to it. And that's what a lot of people get. It's just very addicting to just when you're bored, scroll through see what's up. Give me some entertainment. You know, I'm bored. I want to entertain you start flipping. Right. But you can't, you can't do that. You know, you gotta, you gotta just like post and ghost. That's why I tell people all the time. And like, I tell people, I'm like, look, just ignore social media from a consumer standpoint. Only be a producer. Yeah. And and then that will help you maximize social media even better. And you know what? Okay, fine. If you want to use social media one day a week for research purposes or even, you know, one night a week, you just want to turn your brain off and scroll through TikTok and just laugh your ass off of shit. I get it. Right. But I'm talking about that every day, multiple times a day, you know, once an hour, you're checking your face, Facebook or your TikTok or whatever the fuck. That's excessive. That's going to fuck your mind up. Mm-hmm. And and and, you know, then you're going to be sitting there even if you're or if you're sitting here posting stuff and you're not seeing the growth that you that you think you should have or that you want or you're comparing yourself to somebody else in a similar situation, then that starts fucking your head up as well, too, because then, yeah, because then you're not feeling like it's worth it. And that's where a lot of people start getting that. Oh, I'm going to take some time off type of thing, because then they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, I need to take some. It's like, no. OK, you want to take time off? Take time off and get your education. Start looking instead of talking yeah. if you want to do something like that. That makes sense. But when when you're just feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like it's not worth it and sometimes you got somebody in your ear, oh, you're spending all this time on music. Oh, it's not doing anything. Oh, it's just a negative uh, financially. You know what I'm saying? You're putting all this money into it. You're not right there, bro. You're just right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, 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 oh, you're, you're putting all this money into your music or all this time into your music and stuff like that. And it's not going to where it's not doing nothing, blah, 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 whatever the situation. And it's like, you have to realize why that person is saying that. And, And it's hard when you're in the situation. I was talking with one of my, my previous engineers, um, about it, me and him, like, you know, we didn't talk for a couple of years. He just kind of fell off the grid. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, whatever, you know, maybe I said or did something, pissed him off. And he just said, fuck you. And didn't actually say, fuck you. You know, I didn't know what happened. Well, all of a sudden he added me on Instagram like six months ago, something like that. Right. And, uh, I was like, Hey man, what's up? He's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. You know? And then he just came straight out and he's like, I was like, yeah, man. Or I said, I said, yeah, man, I ain't heard from you in a bit. You know, I didn't know what's up or whatever. And he basically had that situation where, you know, yeah, he was feeling a little jaded on music because he's been doing it for like most of his life and everything like that. But, but the main problem was, is that he got in a relationship and everything was fine. But then that person slowly started like eating at him. Oh, you're spending too much time on this. Oh, this, oh, that, anything like that. And it Mm -hmm. basically got him to where like anytime he tried to work on music, it was a situation in his relationship. Well, luckily he ended up leaving that and everything like that. And I was told him, I'm like, look, man, I, I get where you're coming from on that, you know, trying to balance a relationship and work and your passion of music. 
that can be a thing. The, 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 the big problem is, is that people, people have the biggest time, especially nowadays with getting delayed gratification. They want instant gratification. And, and I fall victim to that as well, too. When I post up a video, if I post up a video and I see a few hundred views within the first couple of hours, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And then I post the next one and I get one view on it in two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it fucks with your head. I get what you're saying with that. But you have to know this is a long, long game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it was a different time and everything like that. But it took Nelly four years for country grammar to blow nationwide. For four years, he was hitting every radio station, going to all these shows, doing all these shows, selling them out of the back of his fucking trunk and everything like that, you know, CDs, everything like that, before it finally popped nationwide with his fucking you know, with, with country grammar just hitting hitting the airwaves and all over sure. MTV and everything like that, right? Yeah. And yes, that was a totally different time frame. There's no social media, internet was basically dog shit, yeah. everything yeah. like that. But that same kind of thing still happens now. You brought up Lou Russell, and I saw um, you know, Lou Russell, people like that. Like it doesn't matter if you're if you look at people. Let's just talk about six nine. Yeah. That motherfucker blew the fuck up out of nowhere on a certain perspective, but he'd been working on that for a while. Yeah. He didn't he just pop up. He didn't, his numbers yeah. hit and his numbers were hitting in Russia. Right. Yeah, that and too. That's where he decided to go. He was like, okay, if I'm gonna be if I'm going international, hell, yeah. why not go why not go for my shit is being loved? Exactly. Well, there's that, but it's also too, he didn't just pick up a mic and be like, all right, let me let me drop gummo real quick and then shoot a video right. to it and shoot a video to it and then boom, I'm on the shit, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like it took some grind, you know, and that's during the Spotify and SoundCloud and all that shit. Like Russ, Russ took how many years of dropping a new track every week before he finally started making some movement? You know what I'm saying? He took, I think he took like a couple of years before he started gaining any traction and he was doing a new song every week. On Every SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right? yeah, that is hard. And like, if you listen to him, like I listened to his interview with Gary Vee and he was talking about it and he was like, yes, he had that situation where he was living with his parents. You know, he was just barely, you know, like 18, 19 or whatever. Yeah. And he started doing it, you know, yada, yada, yada. He didn't have a family. He wasn't 26 years old with two infants and a wife and all that shit. Right. Yeah. He didn't have that. But what he did have is that motivation and dedication. And I got kids. I had a, 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 a I was in a relationship whenever I started my podcast and was, hopped back into music and I was doing all that shit, grinding. I know exactly what that's like. And I've seen people who have families be like, oh, I got to take time off for my family. It's like, no, you don't, man. I was working on shit. I was working on shit when my family was asleep. Yep. You know, like I taught myself how to edit video. I taught myself how to do a lot of shit on my own for free on YouTube, just spending my time. And instead of, you know, I tell people, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, look, I understand having passions and, and having an escape vector from your day to day. That is not music. That's not your, you know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, watching anime or watching sports or playing a sport or whatever, video games or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but you, you have to minimize that because if, you know, if, if, 
your I see so many people doing this during basketball season, especially because I'm in the hip hop realm. Basketball is mm-hmm. a lot bigger than hip hop. Yeah. And during basketball season, there's like a game every fucking day. And I some know. of these motherfuckers are watching every fucking game. And I'm like, yo, when are you dropping another track? When are you posting anything on social media? Like, I understand. Like, when they post stuff on social media about, yo, LeBron this or, you know, uh, whoever this, you know, like they're dropping names and they're talking about their most recent game. Yes, that's cool. Drop current events. Drop that content. But throw in some music shit, too. Take when 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 Steph Curry did a fucking 360 dunk or whatever the fuck he did, right? I don't pay attention to sports, right? So I don't know. But, like, when Steph Curry did, did a crazy dunk or whatever... <laughs> Clip, clip, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Right? He, does, he does threes. <laughs> he does threes. I forgot. But anyway, whenever, whenever Steph or whoever does something and that's the current event, take that fucking clip, throw a fucking track of yours that's already released out there. It doesn't have to be new. It could be a three-year-old track. Drop that behind that motherfucker and throw that up on all the reels and TikToks and shorts. Do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can take your passion. That's why I tell artists all the time. I'm like, look, post shit. And that has nothing to do with your music. That's a passion of yours. You know, doesn't matter what it is. A lot of people try to fit into a stereotype. It's like, you know, like, like I said, I deal with hip hop. So people are like, oh, well, I either got to flash some guns or I got to smoke some weed or I got to talk about fucking bitches. It's like, no, you don't. If you like playing pool, you know, talk about pool. Yeah. If you like, like, if you like shoes, talk about fucking shoes. That's hip hop as a motherfucker. You know, yeah. if you, if you like, like me, you like gardening or, or if you like working on cars or if you like fucking, uh, you know sewing it doesn't fucking matter like yeah some of it's not gonna look as gangster as a motherfucker but if that's not you don't be it right you know be you just do do what you gotta do and i think that has to play with it a lot too is that people are trying to be something more than what they are and not just as a caricature for those that don't know character caricatures is just when you when you accentuate a little bit of your own personality, but it's still your personality. personality. And, and right. So it's like your personality, you know, like right on here, right. I seem super, super outgoing and everything like that, but I'm a more reserved person, but I do have that outgoing spurt whenever I'm passionate about something. When somebody gets me on topic about something, right. I'm the most extroverted motherfucker you can think of. But <laughs> in my, in my, in my, but, but in every day, I'm pretty much laid back, low key and everything like that. Just meander through life. Right. Right. But. You know, you can you can take what you're passionate about and throw that up there. And and that's that's what I see a lot of people. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. You can tell. I was going to actually add on to that. Right. Yeah. 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 But what I was saying is, is that some people, instead of just being a caricature of themselves and turning up a little bit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if, if you're not a very confrontational person, but when people piss you off, you get some thoughts in your mind and then you put that out and that's in your music, you know, and you're kind of hyper aggressive in in your music and stuff like that. You don't have to keep that persona up all the time. You can be like, Hey, yo, that's my pissed off shit. Here's my, I'm low down feeling type shit. And, and one thing I thought about when you were talking about somebody losing their job or whatever, I was talking to a couple artists not long ago. It was like in April or whatever. And I was showing them, I was like, Hey, um, this is whenever I was working with a, a management company trying to help them out. And they had like five, five, six artists under management. I'm like, Hey, you know, here's my April 
You know, as I said, it's April Fool's. Here's my March stats from me just posting three times a week, 100% organic, natural nonsense, you know, nothing like that, no money behind it, nothing like that. Everybody post up your stats and everything like that. Let's, you know, let's, let's compare, you know, a little friendly competition. And two people out of that message back in there and said, oh, man, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm going through some things right now. And I said, okay, write it out. You know what I'm saying? Do a song to it. Mm-hmm. And like, because like this one guy, one of the guys, one of his friends got like his one of his good friends got shot and killed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That's a fucked up time. Put a pin to pad. Get a fucking beat. Get it out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's therapy. And you know how many motherfuckers can relate to that shit? So many motherfuckers can relate to that shit. And you put out some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like some when thugs cry or some deeper type of shit. You know, like when Boosie put out that track "Miss My Dogs." Like whenever he was, you know, little Boosie, not Boosie badass. We put out "Miss My Dogs." A lot of Boosie's older shit was real and raw you know like there's one track from um um fuck i lost the name of it when the the dude that said throw some d's on that bitch like that Uh, that dude um, yeah rich boy rich boy boy. yeah so rich boy he had you know throw some d's on that was his big song everybody was thinking he's this flashy dude he came out with a track i can't remember the name of the track but it's a video where he's walking through a graveyard talking about some raw real shit you know what i'm saying and that was some shit i love that shit and people resonate with that but people try to live up to a certain thing it's like oh i've made my name as this it's like no you ain't gotta be that you know you you just be you you know be versatile yeah, and that's what, well, well, Sean, well, it's not, well, you can be versatile, but that's, Sean, it was funny you talk about that, because now since we getting into the topic of versatility, does diversity and or versatility hurt or or, or help an artist? Let's go ahead and do talk about that. Now, well, before you get in, I don't think it does, but what do you think? Okay, so. When you think about so, this, so just to give a little bit of a detail, we we're, we're talking about this. All right, um, we look at since we're talking about personalities and diversity, right? We look at artists like let's say let's say um, um, Beyonce with Sasha Fierce, right? Um, we can look at Rest His Soul, MF Doom, and MF Doom and Mad Billy. Okay. Um, and what I'm talking about, and we look at it from a from a from a um, kayfabe position, all right, uh, if you think about pro wrestling, let's think about a guy who I think is one of the best at playing that showed us that he can be three different characters within one setting, and that was Mick Foley when he was when he was Dude Love, Mankind, and Cactus Jack. He was right. able to show us these, these sides of him and personalities to where we're like, we just we 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 know this is Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Is I got Jr. Right, right. So when we look at diversity, right? Let's when we talk about when it comes to music. Say if you are a rap artist and you're into metal, right? Now we know the history of how that how rap and metal has has been, right? We can we've seen the new metal movement and things like that, like Limp Bizkit and. Those now, I would say personally, I love it, and I'm and I'm and just to just to say just to the um answer the question, um, I don't find I don't find anything wrong with being diverse or having versatility, though I do say 
when you're coming out with those, when you're coming out with dual personalities or you're, you're bringing, you're doing diverse genres or you're like, if you're versatile, if you can sing, now here's the thing, now there's a difference. Versatility is more like if you can sing, dance, play an instrument, perform, though that's more versatility. When we're talking diversity, that's more when we're digging into different types of genres. Okay, so there is a difference. So versatility, yes, there's you can be there's there's nothing wrong with being a versatile artist, right? A multiple multi-instrumentalist dancer, singer, rapper. You can do all those, you can do like three different, you got three different talents, that's fine. Here's where diversity has its trouble. Cultures and demographics. Okay. We have to look at number one. Say if you got someone who's so I got an artist who does pop soul. Okay. Now her music is the, the thing is like when and I told her that you know if she's gonna when it comes to like so let's look at money long, okay. Um if J.R. McKee told Money Long, and I kind of said this similar to my my artist, that she needed to that he told J.R. told Money that she needed to relate to black girls, right? And in a way where, because she was writing songs for, she's written songs for Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, she's written, she's written for some other stars, right? But now it was like, it was her to write for, it was to write for her. Now she's writing for her own music. So that's where he said, okay, you have to be relatable to these black girls. And so when I asked Juan Mars, I said, what would be, who are, when it comes to your brand or your, who are you trying to go, who are you, who are you looking at? Right. And she straight up said introverted every day. And I added black girls because I know that's something that she really, she does tap into because we I've read it through her bios and we've talked about it and just through her brand coach, through my brand coaching with her. Right. So that is where, when it comes to, and people saying, well, I want to try to be with, try to relate to everybody. You're not going to, right? No, like, no. so, and that's why, like, when people, just like, when you think about people, people get, people get upset about it, but the reason why Eminem was able to reach such an audience, and he touched a lot of white, white boys, white men, was because He's a white dude who could rap and he related to a lot of white boys who were in the hood, who grew yeah. up around black, who grew up in the hood, who were, who were at a point being, were, were being, were being racially discriminated against. Wasn't racism because we can right. take away your power or your, nor you put, you know what I'm saying? We can never right, do it. Yeah. But, the anger, the frustration, the, the 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 backlash can be taken out on you as when you were young, and that and that does affect. That would affect anybody. That would affect me. Right. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, and yeah. just 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 being just being a human, just being human. Yeah, that would totally affect me too. So, and being and the fact that I was the, I say this, I say this a lot. Where you know. Who can understand and who can understand the white kid getting into hip hop, the black kid who's into fucking rock and metal, 
Right, right. <laughs> I mean, straight up. Who can, right. who can relate? You, you, you don't have anybody who can relate to you better. Right. And especially from, and it's because of the history that we have. Right. And people don't understand. They're always like, well, why is it always like that? I'm like, y'all have to really look at the history. You have to look at the, you know, the bearing of children, how most, how biracial and, you know, mixed children came into the world and all these things like that the whole psychology behind that. So there, so with that, right. It's like, you have to understand that this people were able to relate to him because they've been there. Right. And then not only that, but he could wrap his ass off. So that was like, Holy shit, man. If this man can do it in a place where, you know what, the, for the first time in our lives, it's hard for us to get in. Mm-hmm. Where we've been, we've been able to have all these. We've been able to have privilege, and now it's hard for us to get against the man. That, the man that we, well, what do you think, right? So that whole mindset, and then us seeing him, us. I'm talking about us black people. We're seeing him too. And we're like, like dang, dad said, it ain't just because he's white. It's because he's nice on the mic, right? So that whole thing. So, so when you look at diversity. You have to look at it from the, you have to look at it from like genre because you think about metal, okay? We look at metal. Metal has a lot of different subgenres in there. And yeah, one that really stands strong is the, is the um, National Socialist Black Metal, Black Metal, right? Because that is a very anti-Black, anti-Semitic, anti-LGBTQ, anti, very white supremacist, very, very, very forward about it, right? And right. we have all these genres and we have those genres in there. And then in the certain, certain parts of thrash, certain bands were like that, very much openly racist. I mean, Pantera was one of them. And, and it's like, we're now, we're looking at it from that side of, okay, how do we, how do we, how do we shift the pair? How do we shift this paradigm, right? How do we shift this from, from going? So when it comes to diversity, it's one of those things. And I agree with Sean on this, when he said it in, in, in the, in the network, it can, it can help you, especially if you know how to blend certain genres together and you take it into a different, like sort of like what I've done with Sonic Chaos. Being able to take free jazz and extreme metal and making it into something that making it into my own and being able to tell my stories, speak about things that I feel and speak on those political, politically racial issues and things like that. I'm able to twist it in there because of my understanding of both genres. Right. And my love for them. That's the thing where it comes to that. A lot of artists don't really understand when they want to do diversity, they're just like, well, I want to touch everybody. I'm going to be real with you. My music don't touch everybody. Nobody's music touches everybody. Exactly. But, but what I'm saying is like when people, they want to have that, well, I want my music to reach out to the world. And I had to tell my very artist, the one who said, honey, you speak to introverted, everyday Black girls. And I said this. I said, eventually, it's going to get to the introverted everyday white girl, the introverted 
everyday Mexican girl, the introverted everyday Middle Eastern Indian girl, the introverted everyday Russian girl, the introvert, right? It's going to get to them. Hell, yeah. I even told her, I said, and I straight up told her, I said, baby, when you write your lyrics, don't worry about my black ass, right? Your <laughs> 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 demographic. But as a father who has two daughters who do have that, who, who one of my daughters is, is, is an introvert, my eldest, right? She will be able to, I can go and say, baby, Check out this artist I got for you, honey. She could be able to listen to her. Right. I also have I have my youngest daughter. She can listen to her. Right. So as a father, and even like she, because she got critiqued by Rick Barker, and Rick Barker told her he said he said the, you know he he told her what to do from a productive production side, right. And that's why I even told her, I said, even when you're writing your lyrics, I said, don't worry about no old ass. I said, don't worry about my black ass and no old ass white man, right? <laughs> you focus on you focus on them because we as fathers, we'll get it. Yep. And we'll be able to pass down and say, baby, listen, this is I, I, I think you should, I think you should check them out. I well, and even fine. still, you you just need to speak you mm-hmm. and let those people resonate, you know. Because, you know, for me, for instance, right? So I started listening to Pac actually after he passed because my age and stuff like that. I mean, right. whenever he passed in 96, I uh-huh. was I was barely getting into hip hop at that time. But by the time 2000s got there and I started listening to Pac and everything like that, like Pac was very revolutionary black, you know? Like yeah. that's how he got his beginnings, Raised by Black Panthers, all that shit. Yeah. And even though I did not come from that kind of background whatsoever mm-hmm. i still felt what he was putting out i still felt the music and and the feeling that he was putting out in it you know and like he's one of my biggest influences on me making music myself is that i just go from deep in the soul and he would do that you know he would put out the soul and that's what that's what artists need to do as well too and i think that's one thing that where you know i didn't resonate with eminem i for whatever reason i just i just never really could could resonate with him at all and but but i see why a lot of people did especially a lot of white boys and it wasn't even us us white boys who were into hip-hop and who were getting cast out from the other white people and who were getting right. looked at sideways from the black people at the same time mm-hmm. like yeah there's that that's what happened but but he also just spoke to that teenage like that angst as well too in there you know um, like this, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah 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 he had that. that angst and that anger and stuff like that you know whenever he was like you know, whenever you put out "Sorry, Mama," or, you know, "Sorry, Mama," I never meant to. I'm just cleaning out my closet. And he's yeah, like right. talking all that shit. He's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm just gonna say, I want to fucking kill you because I can't stand you." You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of you know white boys that had fucked up parents and stuff like that. Like True. I'm a millennial. We were raised by Gen X. Gen X wasn't exactly the most stable fucking generation. No, especially, we're not. <laughs> especially back whenever. Oh, you're Gen X. Yeah, especially yeah. back whenever y'all were fucking late teens, early twenties. You know what I'm saying? Big thing for us too. So that's why we're so you notice why we're so we're so freaking hypercritical mm-hmm. when it comes to music. 
Say was that era for us where it was such an impact. Yep, absolutely. And and you know, Eminem, he was a Gen Xer as well, too. And so whenever he was reaching out to us millennial kids coming up and stuff like that, it it was like we're sitting here like, oh, okay, I kind of see what you're saying and everything like that, you know. And like a lot of the people that I knew that loved Eminem had fucked up households. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the white boys I knew that liked Eminem, they had fucked up households. And it's the same people that liked ICP and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, and it's you know, funny they, because I could relate to that because mm-hmm. of my my mom's, my mom's suicide. Right. Just going through drugs and stuff. So I, it was like, for me, my brother couldn't stand in me. Like, it's, I don't understand why, because he was really, because he was hella cool with proof. Right. Rest his soul. But Eminem, he just couldn't, I just couldn't stomach him. But I could, yeah. I was just like, and it tripped me out because then I realized, I was like, yeah, because I have that, because I have that rocker, white boys, angst in me. Angst in you, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is like you you brought up how, like, for instance, I, I want to say this, I didn't want to cut you off. You brought up how Pantera was like pretty overly racist. Mm-hmm. I never realized that until I got older and I started listening to some of their music. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. Because like I love Pantera music. Right. I but put their tattoo on my fucking forehead. nigga. <laughs> OK, I'm not even playing with y'all. Right. And, that me, and you understand that I that. Man, when I kept hearing that, it was at the same time. Like Walk. If you listen to the lyrics on Walk, which is one of their greatest songs that like got them on everywhere. You listen to Walk, you're like, hold on a second. Right? Five minutes alone. (laughs) Yo, yeah, fight, yeah, yeah, all that you stuff. Well, and then shitting up my skin for your yeah. racist tool. I'm sitting there like, damn, dude. For your counter racist tool and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, but but you can kind of kind of get their perspective a little bit. It's like they yeah, were probably talking, they were probably they were probably talking about, hey, don't be hating on me just because I'm white. I didn't fucking do anything. Like that might be and where they was, were coming he from. He would too. mention that a lot. Mm-hmm. And yep, I yep. think that was one of the things that and honestly. I think that's why it's hard for me to be. It's it's like there's mixed feelings for me because I did it. Like when I listen to that, I mean, because growing up in the D, man, I'm not going even front. Nigga, you know, this one's no fucking tape. Bruh, because I was seeing that shit and then my mom and everything. And that's where, that's why I got so into hard rock and metal and jazz was because it took me away from the hood. Well, and then it also, it, especially like hard rock and metal, Mm -hmm. it is an energy release. It is, and especially back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like Pantera, dude. Pantera, Metallica, and all them fuckers. You know what I'm saying? It's brrr, like like I was re- I was really big into Slipknot when they came out, and like they're a big like brrr, like it's like a lot of energy and stuff. It's like get that shit out, you know? Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's just show it, yeah. Acid, man. Damn. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happens over time, you know. This, but yeah. but yeah, man. But like. You know, a lot of a lot of then so so getting back to what we were talking about is that when you put out music, put out your music. You know, if you if you if you are like unapologetically pro whatever the fuck it is, be that. Yeah. Be you. Yeah, you hate 
Put it out. You know what I'm saying? No matter, no matter, no matter what it is. Yeah, some people are not gonna like you because they're gonna think, oh, you're coming at it from this angle. I don't like that, but then fuck them. And if they're, you they're are not the ones to listen angle, to. Yeah, and, and if you are coming mm-hmm. from that angle, you're coming from that angle. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I don't know like, how many times I look. Look, you want to start going through my wall here? How many of these people up here <laughs> have 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 fuck white people type of music and shit like that? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I bought these CDs myself. I didn't just find them and put them on the wall to try to try to be like, oh yeah, what's up? No, a lot of these have scratches from listening to them so long, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and but I still, I still listen and I still love them. Like there's Pac right up there, Mo Thugs. There's fucking Wayne right there, and then I got little Johnny Eastside boy. Yeah, little Johnny Eastside boy. Well, shit. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Lil John with the Confederate flag and everything like that. You know, I also got Cottonmouth Kings on here saying fuck the government and everything uh-huh. like that. You know, like fucking T.I.'s right over here. You know, he's unapologetically pro-black. Very and, nice. and you know, but then but then you got you got all kinds of other people up in here, man. Yeah, there's Boosie right there. I got Boosie right over here as well, too. Fucking Pimp C and shit. Fucking who else I got over here? Oh, yeah, yeah fucking yeah, Snoop and Dre. You got some of the most homophobic, some of them homophobic is all get up enemy. You know, oh, yeah. Really, right? Yeah. Transphobic is all damn mm-hmm. day. But yeah, absolutely. And then Outcast, the ones who were who were just nominated the the best rap group of all time or whatever. Exactly. You know, you got them. I mean, like, like you look at my wall right here and you're like, okay, all right. You got I see greats it. up there, dog. You got yeah. greats. No, definitely. And then <laughs> then you even got some shit that's just like, this, this is dope. Like, Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob. Like, that, that track right there was like their only really big one. I mean, they had that Circles track, but that yeah, Circles was and, way uh, too... It was way... Hips. Yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when they came out with their second album and they had that, that, that release called Circles or like Stilettos and stuff, mm-hmm. that was way too commercialized and they fell the fuck off. But when they had Nuck If You Buck, man, that shit went crazy. Just like, just like Boosie and Webby right here when they had that, that, uh, you hear the bed squeaking at the beginning, uh-huh. like throughout the track. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, give me that. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know, exactly. On every yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, but so, so it's, it's about what resonates with you, you know? And like, you know, I even have that with my kids when my kids play some hip hop music or whatever, I'll be sitting here. I'm like, they love it. Like so, some certain ones or whatever. Like one of my kids is like, he loves Tyler, the creator. I've never listened to Tyler Creator in my life like until Tyler him. Creator until now, yeah, and I started really respecting his music. So yeah, you can get it gets to that point. It's not that I, yeah, it's not that I don't respect his music and stuff like that. I just can't, I just can't feel it. Yeah. You know, you know, I just can't feel it. You know, but you pop on some fucking Jeezy, I'm right there. Like right. Jeezy's one of my big Jeezy, ones, man. No. Because like all his shit is all about fuck the diversity of anything. Fuck, I don't get, I'm getting it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, get the fuck out of my way. You know, and that's what I like. You know, and like that's 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 so so when you put out your music, put out your music for you and everyone just like you. Like that's one of the reasons that I even started making music myself is because I would listen to some of these people, right? I would be listening to Pac or I'd be listening to whoever, right? And I'd be relating to most of the song, but not all of it. You know what I'm saying? And so, so like, you know, when they were talking about like 
like for instance, like I remember, I remember one time I was I was going through some shit. Like two of my friends just died in a car crash. Right? I was like 16, 17, somewhere in there, right? Sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was feeling really bad, and I was listening to Pac, mm-hmm. and I would like some of the tracks and stuff like that. You know, like I, I was like, ha- it was half helping, it was half hitting that spot, but mm-hmm. some of them, it, it just didn't hit all the way. You know right. what I'm saying? Because he never once talked about losing some, you know, a friend in a freak accident. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't talk about losing people in a freak accident, especially in the hip-hop realm. Talk about right. people getting shot, getting locked up, whatever the situation is, right? And mm-hmm. so I had to, like, uh, translate it through metaphor in my head almost in order to kind of get it. Well, then I started writing my own shit mm-hmm. anytime I'm feeling something, you know? Because, like, you know you are going to feel things based on your life experience that uh that some people are going to 100% click with and some people are not and it just is what it is you have to just put out you you have to be you you exactly. have to do you and you can't you can't try to fit in a box that that is popular that you think is going to go good because what's popular you, to- and you and you don't fit mm-hmm. in well and what's popular today is not going to be popular tomorrow you know like uh uh you know brand man right they had they had uh windy day on not too long ago like a week and a half ago something like that great episode right it was a good episode and she had said something similar to that as well too she goes she goes hey you know she's like i've been in hip-hop for like 30 years or something like that you know working with artists and everything like that she's like she's like yeah, she's like, I don't resonate with everything, you know, but one thing I do know is every time somebody bitches about one style of music, I always tell them, just wait, it'll change. You know, you don't like mumble rap? Well, don't worry, it's going away. Or, oh, you don't like drill? Don't worry, drill won't be here for too long because everything has its time and its place and it moves on. And, but at the same time, that's whenever it's at the top, 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 top. It's the most popular, but... When people like like for me, like I like a lot of like hard hitting bars type of stuff, like fucking you know, I got Papoose up here. I like Pharaoh Monch and Nas and you know shit like oh, that. Yeah. Like like Who's hard hitting right. Papoose is right. cold. Right. Like those hard those those lyrics that boom, 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 yeah. you know? And and you know, boom bap type shit and everything like that. And that's not at the, the super hyper popularity, but people still make it. Like well, look it, at Danny Brown. I mean, Danny mm-hmm. Brown and JPEG Mafia. Dude, they're Very like eclectic. monthly listeners on fucking Spotify and on streaming. So yeah, like, and he's ne- and he's never really been on top of anywhere. No. You don't have it's to. Weird, it's crazy experimental sound that they got. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I tell people too. I'm like, look. You know, when especially when people try to be like, oh, I want to be, you know, the most known in my city or whatever. I was like, fuck being the king of your goddamn city. Be the king of your motherfucking fan base. Yeah. That's what you need to do because there is 8 billion people and growing on this planet until we have like a world war that knocks half of them out or something. There's 8 billion people and counting on in this planet. Three and a half billion and growing are on the oh. Internet at least half of them speak English as a second language, at least, right? So you got billions, like over over a billion people have the opportunity to like what you have. And all you need, if you think about it like this, let's say, for instance, right now, you're making $3,000 a month or $4,000 a month or $5,000 a month at your fucking nine to five job. Mm-hmm. If you get a thousand people to give you $5 a month, 
if you can give somebody five dollars, you know, give five dollars a month, that's five thousand dollars a month from people, right? That's just from a thousand people. Now, obviously, you're not gonna be able to get five dollars from every single person who listens to you. So you're gonna have to get forty thousand people who follow you and who fly by night listen to you to get those thousand cult followers to get you that five thousand a month. But then as you keep growing, then you turn you 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 know and that five that thousand people that thousand people a month on average will get you five dollars a month. Some of them will be spending a dollar and some of them will be spending sixty dollars a month, you know, and it's gonna go hit or miss. Some people will buy your big products, some people will just do your small subscription to help you out. It, it you know, but it's it's about getting the real followers with you. You know, I see people worrying about getting their streams up and trying to get on playlists and shit like that. It's like, fuck that, man. Build people who fuck with you for who you are and what you represent. Because if you can get at least 10,000 people who fuck with you on a halfway basis, out of that 10,000, you're going to have 500 to 1,000 that fuck with you hardcore. And that's where your bread and butter is going to be. And then you keep growing that because that thousand people, if that, if you have a thousand people, I'm just using even numbers. If you have a thousand people who fuck with you enough to give you $5 a month on average over a year, those thousand people are going to get you at least 2000 because they're going to have at least one person that they can bring on with them to get you as at least a halfway follower because if they if if you fuck with somebody enough to give them at least five dollars a month on average you're going to at least tell people that you know about them you know so so that's what i always tell artists to do be raw be real be you and and just put it out there and when it comes to when it comes to feeling like oh i need to take a break you know circle this back around to what we started out as if you're feeling like oh i need to take a break or i need you know blah 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 don't you know like kp was saying you know you know repurpose your own content yeah you don't have to like okay you know you're kind of hitting like writer's block or whatever in the head okay fine i get it you don't have to always put out new music to put out new content you can repurpose your old stuff you can take an old track and that that's like let's for for instance i got a track that i put out in 2018 right i could literally reshoot a new music video to that today i shot a music video to it back then i could shoot a new one today and put it out there and totally rebrand the whole motherfucking track and you Mm -hmm. never know it could fucking go out to the fucking planet but then guess what i still have that track up on all the social media or not on social media on the streaming platforms so if if yeah, and social media. So if I do rebrand it with a new music video for it or whatever, then it's going. Or or if I just take some kind of cultural or hobby type of, of content and put my music behind it, just repurpose your shit. Exactly. And, 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 you know, if you don't have the ability to do it, go on Fiverr or Upwork and find somebody to do the video editing or whatever. Or fuck, shameless plug, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I taught myself how to edit. I edit all my own music videos. Obviously, I can't shoot them myself if I wanted to have, you know, not, you know, to have some movement with the video. Right. So I got my kids that are into, you know, the shooting and the creating aspect that they help me with, with shooting and everything. I've been t- teaching them some shit. But, I'm on the team. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
but and I also got people, you know, a couple of people I can get to hold a camera, whatever. You right. know, whenever I tell artists, I'm like, hey, look, shoot it yourself and edit it on your phone or whatever. Like, oh, I don't have nobody to shoot it. I'm like, you don't have one person that can shoot fucking video for you for an hour one day. What what are you doing? I'm the most introverted hermit that you could think of. And besides my two kids, I at least got one person I can get to hold a fucking camera for right. me. You know what I'm saying? My dad has like a little bit of a shake. He'll fucking hold a goddamn camera for me. You know what I'm saying? I can go ahead and talk to any of the neighbors of people yeah. who I'm friends with and just be like, yo, can yeah. you call me right quick? Yeah, exactly. If you're an extrovert, like this motherfucker right here, KB, <laughs> then you can go out and talk to some random person on the street. Hey, yo, hold this real quick for me right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're extroverted, do that. If you're not, then if you're like me, you got at least one person that you can get. Hey, hey, look, can I ask you a favor real quick? You know, and, you know, if they want, if they, if they're like, Hey, you know, I really can't be like, Hey man, I'll pay you like 50 bucks, man. Come on. You know, like something, right. A lot of times they won't even ask for any money. Right. You know, but if you, if you just like, if you still like, Hey, okay, you didn't want me to pay you, but here, take this 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, exactly. you know, you show them a little bit of love for helping yeah. you out. And then you just edit it yourself on your phone. It doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to have a bunch of effects to it. If you want to take that time and learn how to do it yourself and everything like that. Buy a but, stand for your yeah. phone. You gotta have. You gotta do it solo. Exactly. Yeah, and you can buy a stand, or you can even like, if you want to get a little extra fancy, which is something I'm working on right now. You buy a drone that has follow me feature on it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, and you get the one of the ones that has a follow me feature on it, right? You put mm -hmm. the follow me feature, and then you start walking and moving around. It's following you as oh. your background is changing, right? So you can I'm literally one of those, dude. By the way, see what I'm saying? Yeah, so you could actually put it on follow me and you can just start walking in a circle. Your background is changing as you're sitting there, you know, you know, doing whatever, whatever it is, you know, I mean, I think of things from a hip hop perspective, like a solo right. artist, but you could be a band or whatever, you know, too. And you can have it set up. You know, you don't even know how to have to know how to fly. You just put on follow me and stabilize. Boom, right there. And uh, you're good. You control with your phone and all that shit, you know, and you can get them for like a couple hundred bucks on fucking Amazon. hundred dollars. I found one one time for Amazon that has follow yeah, me feature. That's you know what I'm saying? Right there, yeah. Like, 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 like you. Excuses are just points of failure. And the more excuses you have, the more points of failure you have. And just like a bridge, that motherfucker will come down after you have so many points of failure. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with your music career or whatever passion you have. The more excuses you have, the more points of failure it's going to have. And the more that bridge that you're going to try to make from being just a hobby to a career is going to fucking collapse right in front of your face. Yeah. Don't waste your million dollar talent. Don't waste. Let me, I'm going to say it again. Do not waste that six figure to million dollar talent. Absolutely. A lot of people do. And I, and I can't, I'm sorry, but I don't want to see y'all do it, man. In fact, no. I have to learn that. I really have to learn that on my own. Like, say to myself, like, I cannot keep doing this to myself. I can't. Right? Nope. That's why I'm like, yo, you know, I mean, it's such a blessing just for we, so we can wrap it up, man. It's like, now it's just sitting here thinking about, like, you know, it's just a blessing to have you as a part, as a as a podcast partner, as a co-host, man, because now it's like we're able to we're able to bounce off each other, bounce our ideas off each other. And it's cool because now like I also can go and do certain, I still have my single podcast and, but I can, now I know how I can format that 
in a way where it's like, I can not, it, like, I'm not going to have to do it. I'm not going to do it the same way I do here. Right. So right. that's, so that's cool. And just being able to understand your gifts, right. Just understanding the gifts that you have, your talents that you have utilize. All right. Straight up guys, utilize. Because if you don't, you're just going to be, you're going to be doing something you don't want to do. Absolutely. Or you're going to be stuck Absolutely. in that place, be in that rut, be in that rut, dealing, dealing with yourself in that rut that you never, that you re- always talked about not being in. Absolutely. Yeah. And if somebody tells you, oh, that's like a, a young person's dream and shit like that. Like, for instance, I'm fucking 37 years old in hip hop. and 49. Right. And you see that meme all the time. Oh, yeah. The dude's 35 years old, still trying to make it in rap, you know, fucking loser or whatever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, dude, like that shit doesn't fucking matter, you know? So don't take excuses. Don't take none of that shit. And I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, I'm going to assume something for KP. But if if any of y'all watching this are like, yo, you, you guys are spending some real shit. But you just want to bounce a couple ideas or just get our perspective on your situation or whatever. I mean, I don't know about him, but I do first free consultation. No problem. You know, you just want to hop on a zoom call with me for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. He does it too. So you want to hop on either one of with either one of us and be like, Hey, I like what you said on that podcast or whatever. You know, I, I know you guys got your business stuff like that. I don't know if I'm wanting to spend any money with you or anything like that to actually have you work for me as a, as a marketing manager, as a brand consultant, or as a, as a content consultant or anything like that, which is what we do outside this podcast. But if you just want to be like, Hey, I feel what you're saying on that. I'm kind of feeling kind of stuck. And like, he, he, here's what I have. What should I do next? Right. And I mean, me and him will both tell you straight up with no strings attached. Do this, 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 and this. Here's a free plan of attack for you. Just do your plan. Do this plan of attack. I recommend you do this, this, and this. Just to bounce a couple ideas off of you, right? Yeah. 100%. In fact, we're gonna all- set up, in fact let's, set up a, um, let's set up an email for people to drop questions and stuff like that. And um, yeah. also we can do... Um, I think once we find our when we find our spot of where we're gonna do, I think we should definitely start doing uh doing lives, going live mm-hmm. and getting people who wanna come in, wanna call in, ask questions. I think that would be a really cool thing for us to start doing in the f- near future too. Yeah, we can start that in the future, bare minimum. Uh until then, just drop a comment or yeah, just drop you know, comments, yeah. Just and drop comments, we'll, stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah, like set up an email too, so that yeah. they can yeah, we're gonna we're gonna set up an email, um, and then we're also gonna have uh, a website. website that has website that has all the content consolidated, and we're up on all streaming platforms on social media and stuff like that as well too. Yeah. Like 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 we said, you know, this is the second episode and everything like that, but we uh, know what the fuck we're doing, so we're gonna get this set up and everything. <laughs> right? So so bare minimum, let us let you know, hit us up. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, and we'll be more than willing to to chat with you for a few, you know, no no fee, no obligation, nothing like that. You know, if you just if you just pick our brain for thirty minutes and then you go on and never talk to us again, okay, fine, whatever, as long as it yeah. helps you. Yeah, exactly. You know, because ultimately that's what we want. We want to help people. 
Now, if you want us to do stuff for you, that's where you pay us for our time and expertise. But yeah, exactly. Because, you know, because just like you, you know, you don't go to your job. Hypothetically, let's say you work at Taco Bell, right? If you don't go, you don't go to Taco Bell and then be like, hey, we want you to make all these fucking tacos real quick, but we're not paying you. You just do it as a favor to us. (laughs) You know, no, that's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to happen. But, you know we'll give you some pointers and advice and just spit off top of the dome what we can think and stuff like that. Oh, no big deal. He also you know? jams. Definitely. Absolutely. So, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to wrap this one up right here again. Like I said, any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, drop it down in the message and we'll see you later. And like I said, this is another episode right here of music making sense podcast with me, Harcos and the one KP. and only KP. God, How are y'all?